Hello and welcome to Throwing Bows. I'm Cody and as always I'm joined by Quinton and Wes. We had a pretty exciting weekend. Wasn't too many fights to talk about but there was some exciting fights to talk about. It was so we're gonna get basically it. the death of the old guys. Yeah, yeah it was kind of a changing <laughs> of the guard kind of uh, kind of event I guess. We've been seeing that a lot lately, haven't we? Yeah. And over like 2020 and, and maybe even 2019, there's been a lot of like more of the older guys uh, taking a step down. We haven't seen like yeah. Michael Bisping run. No. Lately. You know what I mean? I saw a tweet and someone <laughs> yeah, and said, and Cormier. Sorry, oh, I was just going to say, somebody said, instead of one last run, you need to start giving all these older guys one last bum. Just give them one last shitty fighter so they can get a real nice knockout for their final fight. Send them own glory. I mean, they keep trying to do that for Arlovsky, but he keeps coming back. <laughs> no, there's a lot of guys that keep coming back, and I feel like it ruins. I know it ruins a lot of their things. I mean, like look I did, at, look I, at Anderson Silva. I did, yeah, that was awful. I I hate that. That was his. I think he should have just ended it at uh, what's his name? After uh, Izzy. What was that? Yeah, that should have been it. That that was perfect because it was like he didn't get knocked out. It was a unit. It was a decision, and they both looked pretty good. Like, and then know. Izzy goes, and then Izzy goes on to be the the champ, undefeated champ. Yeah. Like exactly, and Anderson could have just wrapped it up. He's like, I I lost to my protege, and uh, it was a respectful fashion. That could have been it, but he literally said, "I passed the baton to you." Like it's your show. Like I, I feel like Dana plays a part in a lot of these. Like why guys just don't. I know there's a lot of guys that still want to fight and have that nature that they're like, I gotta, I gotta go into, I gotta go in the octagon. I, I just, it's my calling, whatever. But I feel like Dana plays a part in like getting guys not being able just to retire. Uh, because he knows they're gonna sell. Because he knows they're gonna sell. I, yes, yes, I and no. I don't know. I, I do think that because Dana is all about the money. I don't know. I saw some video the other day where Dana was like extremely concerned about Calvin Cater's well-being, and he was saying, like, I think Herb should have called that fight after the fourth round just because he was getting the piss beat out of him like he did. So far, and then fucking, like, immediately send him to the yeah, hospital and that shit. But yeah, I don't know, he's, it's it's hit or, it's I don't hit think or he's miss. a heartless monster. Because, you know... Yeah, I don't think he's a heart... I don't think he doesn't care, I just think, yeah. If he wasn't money-chasing, he wouldn't keep harassing and trying to get Khabib to come back. Right, and I think Khabib is the one point that I'm like, I that's like a reference for me where I'm like, oh yeah, this guy just really, he's obviously a promoter. He has to get them like get sales and money and whatever. But yeah, if a guy's retired, he's retired. Don't try to like talk him out of it. Like I, I don't know. That's up to the that's up to the fighter. It's not up to you or anybody in the office or whatever. But yeah. I've also never seen somebody sadder after. What will probably be knockout <laughs> of the year after Sanhagen knocked for out Frankie? Oh my god, that was that was like a movie. Like I, I, I swear I seen that in like action movies. Like the the way he just hit it so perfectly, like the precision and the accuracy on that knee. I don't know, like other than the Hori Mazadal, which is more of a lucky. Sh- honestly, it's more of a lucky shot in some ways. I don't know if that knee was so much intentional that it was like. I feel like that shot was like calculated, you know? You know what I mean? His timing was on point. There's no argument there. Yeah, like yeah. His, his timing was on point. He got a read, and I mean, it's it's so hard to shit on a guy. Like everyone goes, well, I mean, it's a great knockout, but you don't know. You can't. It's hard to gauge how good he actually was because he got out of there so early. But you you don't get paid by the minute. So like, exactly. Nope. You, 
if you get him out of there quick, it's all the power to you, man. You took, he took no damage. Uh, he's ready yep. to go anytime. He's ready immediately after that Aljamain. Uh, give him chart. Go ahead. Well, who, who do you think you should Sorry, take next? Give him, Char- give him Charlie Olive. Uh, two, he's too small, I think. Is he too – wait. No, right. They're in two different – They're different weight classes, yeah, my guy. Phantom weight's a, like two weight classes down oh. from lightweight. I understand why you're like thinking about it and you're like – you're like thinking Frank, think Frank, Frankie. Ed, well, Frankie Edgar was at. Well, uh, San Hagen, yeah, yeah. I'm fucking off my rock today. I've been up since six. Uh, fuck. Long um, day. Yeah, no, sorry. Long day. I was at, I was at school and then I was in. Uh, I had to go shoot something. And now I'm just really tired. Sorry. Yeah, it's two divisions. I'm the reason is is Corey Sanhagen's like six foot. He's like taller than. That's what I'm saying. He's a big dude. He doesn't look like he's a 135er. That's what, I totally my brain. Sorry guys. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Yeah. I'm just gonna call you out when you fuck up. That's all. I think he either gets a rematch with uh, with Sterling though. I think Sterling's fighting think... Yan first. I think Sterling will win that. But that's what I I'm saying. The winner of that, and then Sanhagen gets the winner. But I think I want Aljamain to get. I want him to have a redeeming like a you know to redeem himself because I feel like I feel like he's I don't know if he's better, but like I think. I think there's a chance where he has more of a uh, better chance of maybe beating Aljermaine, but I don't know. Okay, so you're talking about Sandhagen over over Aljermaine there. Like, you think that he has a better shot going into the second fight? You think there's something there? Yeah, I think he I think he's better like prepared. I don't know what I've seen from him in his like his he he's bounced back like against Marais, against fucking Edgar. Like he's looked good. Like he's his his striking is just. On another level. Yeah, and like, he didn't even seem to be worried about, like, he didn't care who won the fight. He didn't care if he gets to fight Aljamain or, but he was, like, he did mention that he, he would, he's looking forward to giving Aljamain. Yeah. Uh, like, I think he could fight, obviously, Jan has a huge opportunity and probably, like, not an opportunity, but to, like, just, he could be Aljamain. It could be Jan versus Sanhagen in the next fight or whatever. Who else is, who else is in that? Uh, picture. I, I'm trying to. I'm drawing a blank. I can go to the the rankings, but I know that the 135 division is fucking stackaroonie. It's okay. In a couple more fights, the Sugar Show will be up there. Oh, shut your. Oh, maybe. yeah. He's got to get a couple Wait. of wins. That's what I said. In a couple more fights. Wait. But but honestly, though, if you if you have to go by rankings and stuff, Cheeto. Cheeto deserves. Oh, Jose Aldo. Um, Jose Aldo is literally trying to get the one thirty-five scrap. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. And and you know what? That ma- that makes sense because Aldo actually beat Marais. Yeah, and he beat but Cheeto. <laughs> he he technically beat he beat Marais, but it wasn't obviously Marais. Somehow, by the judges, they thought he won, which was. So you know, it was a, it was a robbery. I'm pretty sure, if I can recall. It was a huge robbery. So recall. Aldo, even even Dana was like. I don't know how that guy won that fight. Like Aldo killed him. But um so Aldo definitely I think it's like Aldo maybe Aldo would be the next guy to step in against San Egan. Uh Rob Font is also up there in the rankings as well as Ooh. Uh, Yeah, I know you're a big fan of him and then uh, as well as that I saw Cody Garbrandt although I don't think he's ever fought a 135 obviously he's for some reason he's ranked. He's he's like right below Rob Font. <laughs> Was there was there something about him dropping away or going down to? Wait, fly? did you just say no, you don't think he's ever fought at one thirty five? 
Yeah, no, sorry. I know, I know. This is today's the day of fucking stupid things to say. I know. You got home just like 30 minutes ago. I got home about 30 minutes ago. I'll be honest. I didn't want to fucking film today. I had a shitty day at work. And I'm like, I don't want to fucking do it, but I mean, we got to fucking do this because there's fucking great fights. We've been holding, I know, we've all been holding up. I was like getting a haircut yesterday. I come back to my phone. I'm like, oh, fuck, the, the, the podcast. And I was like, shit. Yeah, no. <laughs> yeah, Cody uh, says, I'm pro- I might get off early, ends up getting off late. Gotta love how that you works know out. What? <laughs> you know what? I don't want to talk about it, okay? <laughs> That's exactly why I didn't have a great day because I fucking Listen, my right. ass off trying to fucking get off early. And here we are. Yeah, fuck, fuck that shit, man. Okay, yeah. Speaking no, of fuck that shit, fuck Kamaru Usman. I mean, the guy's unreal. Still not a big fan, but I mean, I think he's gonna beat Gilbert. Yeah, think so. I think he's gonna beat uh, Gilbert. I think for Gilbert think, to win, yeah. he's either gonna have to like get a really like quick submission or like knock him out somehow. But I don't know, man. Kamaru trains with Trevor Whitman, so I, I don't know. I don't. I think you understand Kamaru and uh, Gilbert used to train no, together. No, I know. And then Kamaru moved to go train with Whitman because they knew they were going to fight each other. They guys, These guys Is know there... each other. This fight could go either way, in my opinion. They know each other so well, they've sparred together. It's almost like fighting one of your friends. Well, it is like fighting one of your friends. You know what I mean? Like, those guys were teammates for a long time. Yeah, I don't know what that fight. I'm See, look, okay. I know, obviously, it's probably going to be uh, Usman because, like, dude's a fucking wrestling machine and just grinds and grinds and grinds until he wears you down, fucking stomps your feet, fucking can, can knock you out if he, if, he, if he feels like it, but he usually decides to grapple. Yeah, I think the only way I could see that, if he takes him down, right, and he tries to, like, grind him out on the ground and maybe he, like, goes for a ground and pound, I could see somehow where Burns maybe slips in, like, I don't know, like a surprise submission because he is a black belt, like right, like he's. I, I don't know what I would say. If what are the chances? Uh, what are the chances that Marty knows a lot of Gilbert's tricks and vice versa? Like they're like, mm. you know what I mean? Would they have? Do you think yeah. they would have had to learn a couple, maybe a, a couple outside ideas going into this fight now, where maybe in, be instead of uh, Kamaru doing something, either or doing something where they. They would usually do that in a fight to catch their opponent off guard. They know that they can't catch their opponent off guard because he's seen that in practice. You know what I mean? Like, right. Yeah, I don't I'm know. Think I think it. I think Marty would probably have more of that just because he's like, who is this? Is the thing I don't know who Gilbert's been training with, but you know, Usman trains with freaking has been training with Michael Chandler now and trains with uh, Gaethje and shit. So. I'm positive. They were both from a big gym. I think ATT, but I I think Gilbert's I think Gilbert's in Florida, which I'm not a hundred percent sure. I think it's here. I'm about to bring it up, but um, I was saying though, um, uh, I think because of the time span, I don't know how long ago they were training together, but they both have grown into different like not different fighters, but they have grown as like evolved as fighters, right? So I don't know if they have a completely not a completely new skill set, but a lot more tricks up their sleeve. So because like Burns is like pretty much just a straight submission guy, but now he's like knocking people out. Um, Joe Burns is now. fucking thirty four. Damn. Yeah, yeah he never threw a punch. Him. He never threw a punch until like eight years ago or something. So and look at the okay, fucking so hands he got. That's why. Oh shit. Okay, so so he was with the Black Zillions, which is like a popular. Um, uh, fucking yeah. MMA 
thing in uh, Florida, but now he's with Stanford MMA, which is also in Florida because I knew he was still there. So actually, they're still at the same gym. I mean, maybe maybe written team. down there, but I know they're not. They're not for, at least for this fight camp. They're not obviously for this fight, but for everyone before that, they were like at the same gym. So I mean, they're they probably have a few good ideas of what each of them are, what their game plan is going to be. But I guess both of them have probably have to go to the drawing board and fucking come up with a new. I find it weird. I, f- I find it weird. I think usually the chat like. We haven't had too many uh, gym rivals fight for the title, but usually whenever the members of the same gym fight, I think it's usually like the like the lower rank guy, or in this case, like the non-champion would move gyms and let the champion train at his home gym. But this time, it's not the same. Like Kamaru was like, "I'm I'm gonna peace out, guys. Like I'll see you later. I'll see you in a few months." Yeah, that's probably for the best, though. Like if I'm if I'm the champ or if I'm like. I don't want to be at the same gym as uh, the challenger. Like, yeah, no. I can't. I can't. I couldn't like. I couldn't come to because like they're 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 fucking competitors. Like, you can't go in the fight being buddy buddy. Like, unless they, obviously they have respect for each other. But when it comes to like this kind of you know at the main event, it's for the title. You can't be all like, oh yeah, I trained with them and stuff, and like we were at the same or like at least in the same vicinity. Like, I couldn't do that. I gotta be separated, because I'll probably try to fucking kill him. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least Kamaru, because fucking he's just an animal. Speaking of trying to kill people, uh, do you have any, now that Ontario is starting to open back up again? Do you have any Muay Thai classes going on? What's up with that? No, we don't. They're actually we're still like the only thing that I know that's like open is like schools. Because like I even I tried to go to inside of Wendy's today and it was like closed. Yeah, bro, I'm still, we're still on lockdown and shit. It's just basically like yeah. Dusty's area that gets to open up so far. Well, I mean, the lockdown, the lockdown was getting lifted. I knew that, but not I really didn't know either. that. Not really there? Yeah, well, you guys no, are all I, fucked up. So. Oh, it's so fucked. I think we're at a thousand. I thought I heard something about, Ford just said something about like a thousand cases. So, Like in a yeah. day? Yeah, or something. We're almost at like a thousand cases a day, or something, or something like insane, like that. All Ontario, which is nuts, but not I don't know, not good. But anyway, no, I don't. I haven't had any uh, Muay Thai classes. I've been watching a lot of Muay Thai though, so trying to brush up on my heaps and my uh, switch kicks and you know leg kicks and shit. Elbows, yeah, clinch. stay limber, stay limber, you know? Like, fuck. Yeah, I, I throw on the shorts once in a while, and I'll just, like, do stretches, but I'm just, just throw on the fucking shorts just to do stretches, just to fucking feel the money on me, you know? Like, oh, yeah, but, like, I, I don't want to do them in, like, sweatpants. Like, if I if I want to, if I want to feel like, and then I'll throw, like, I'll do, like, like, shadow boxing, right? Just, like, a little, like, you know, combos, but that's it. Like, I haven't done, I kind of miss it, though. I do miss it. It was fucking, it was, it was good. I would recommend anybody who just, even if they just want to do cardio and are not even into fighting, it's like good for that shit. Footwork, uh, yeah, honestly, it's great. I have a jiu-jitsu. fight that I want to know your uh, your guys' answer to. What, what about jiu-jitsu first, though? We'll, we'll get to that. Oh, we'll get to that I just, I find jiu-jitsu is way more like egg. Like, I like jiu-jitsu, like when I did it, but it was agonizing. I find more Muay Thai is like, it's more of what I like, I guess. I don't know. 
I guess I'm just like I don't want to be like clenched up with people, you know, on the ground. <laughs> yeah, I get it. I get it. I, I had to, my one of my first ones was with a guy who was like twice my size, like he was like 300 pounds, and I tried to get a triangle on him, <laughs> and he was not having it. He was not having it. There was another guy in my class. Sorry, I'm rambling. But there's another guy in my class. He was like this huge black guy like he was like just jack like he was he like he looked like a linebacker like he was massive looking like and francis and gone out there honestly but he was like shorter but he's like the nicest guy some guy some guy tried to get like a stand not a standing arm bar but like an arm bar from like like he's he's on the on his knees and the other guy's like his back's on the ground and he had him with his legs up kind of and he's yeah his, yeah like that he literally picked it like you know how Rampage picked up that one guy and power bombed him. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like that, and he held him. He held the guy who's not a small guy no. in the air and was just holding him there. And he's like, "I could do this all day. I could do this all day." And I was, <laughs> I was amazed. I was like, "Jesus!" The guy was at least two hundred. He was carrying. It's ridiculous. But anyway, besides the point, that was one of the craziest things I saw. You were gonna ask us about a fight. Uh, I want to know your guys' prediction for uh, Jim Miller versus Bobby Green. Uh, I'm undecided on the fight, uh, and I just want to know what you guys think. I, I like Jim Miller. Uh, okay, I think Jim Miller. I like Jim Miller, but I would say probably Bobby Green. I was leaning to more towards uh, Bo- uh, Bobby Green. but uh, So, Wes, why do you think Jim Miller? Jim Miller's tough. He's been around. Like He's literally been, like what, the most UFC fights ever, I'm pretty sure, or something like that, or like second most. He's good on the ground. I don't know. I don't think Bobby Green's that good on the ground. Like he's a decent wrestler and he's decent standing up. But I'm, I mean, I've won a decent amount of money off Bobby Green, and he's a decision win kind of guy. So I don't know. I think if Jim Miller can like get to the ground, then I think he could definitely submit Bobby Green. That will that definitely thought, his, uh, that would definitely be his uh, path to. Of least resistance, you know what I mean? Like that—that's the easiest way for him to get to the victory. Is obviously, you know, Jim Miller's gonna be taking Bobby Green down, but Bobby's pretty slick. He's pretty—he's uh, pretty good with the stand-up. He's pretty good, good uh, range-wise. Uh, Quentin, I, what do you what do you like about Bob Green? I think it's his. I think the on the feet. I think it, uh, from what I've seen from Jim Miller, what I've mem- remember because I don't remember what is what was his last fight. Does anybody remember who he fought last? Uh, exactly. His last fight was a loss to uh, uh, Pichel. What's, what's his name? Oh, Beach. yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, fucking, yeah. He lost a decision to him. Right, okay. I see. And then Bobby Green lost to uh, Moises last Yeah, Tiago Moises. See, yeah. I'm, I'm looking at it, and I'm like, well, you know, fucking Jim Miller is no joke, like he said on the ground. Like, he's a great jiu-jitsu guy. He also can throw. He can throw. Like he he's not like an a, he doesn't have finishing knockout power or anything, but he he, he throws back like he can throw like he can bang a little bit. I just think maybe it's I think Bobby Green has better striking, so I would probably lean more towards Bobby Green because I usually favor striking over uh ground ground game, but it's a tough one because they're both they're very similar in the sense that they're like kind of both in the same place where they're just like. They win, they lose. They win, they lose. There's not really a hot streak or a cold streak, or, or not a hot streak. They're more just like kind of like back and forth. So, 
I would probably say Bobby Green, though. I think just with the striking. Sorry that it took so long. I was contemplating. No, no, no. You, you gotta, if you gotta fucking, if you got some knowledge up there, you gotta fucking share it with But wouldn't, wouldn't you agree that they're both in, like, the same place as fighters, where they're kind of not, not, oh, yeah. not necessarily washed up, but they're both just the guys that <clears throat> you throw them on the, the fight night, and it's just, like, back and, like, they lose, they win, they lose, they win. Right? Oh, no, that's exactly the kind of fighters they are. How do you guys feel about the Mackie Patolo fight? Oh, I love Mackie. Dude, that guy, oh, man. I, I, I like Mackie Patolo, too. He got his ass beat that's by uh, my boy Impa last fight. I, that's, I love watching that guy fight, but, man, he kind of fights not dumb, but he's just a, he's a brawler, right? He's like a Mike Perry. Like, just Except like, for he's Hawaiian, so that automatically gives him like plus ten in the brawler category. Exactly, you're just tough as nails. Like his head's just made of concrete, but he does. He just fights kind of like Justin Gaethje used. To, Justin Gaethje used to fight really dumb. Like he would not, he would not like move move much. Like he's like like swivel his head or anything, or like you know block shots. He would just take shit, and that's scary for fighters, man. Like guys who just eat shots easily or not easily but like we'll just willingly take shots as much as possible but i'm really what i like watching him fight though i will say it's entertaining as hell he's old school same with that uh, all i have to say all i have to say about this fight is julian marquez the guy that patola's fighting uh he his last fight was a split decision loss to d kiriko the guy that the Italian kid that uh, Wes oh, that openly beat, called uh, a fucking uh, trash can, and uh, <laughs> and then <laughs> kicked kicked fucking Buckley's head off, and then refused to do interviews because they don't interview losers. Uh, Silly. Sorry. Maybe maybe you did. We, me and Wes were just talking about the fact that uh, Dekirico is not a trash can. I hope no. I don't say his name right. I'm like I'm not fucking though. The Chirico. The Chirico? The Ch- I don't know. That's the what, Italian guy. That's what you know, the, I, yeah, the, the Italian, Italian guy. The, the, the Italian guy that's not Marvin Vittori. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, you gotta play right. I, th- I think it's the, Chir- the Chirico. If I remember correctly from uh, when, I, when, we watched, when I was watching. But that's on Joe Anik, So, What do you guys think is going to happen with uh, Kelvin? On a three-loss streak, but, like, all three L's he's taken are, like, against killers. So, how do you think that's going? Also, Ian Heinish really doesn't look that good, according to his resume. Well, I think the big important thing... Sorry, Quentin. The important thing for Gaslin is that he's taken a little bit of time off now. Uh, a lot of those losses were followed up pretty... Not not super quick, but quicker than he's had. He's had a little bit of time to think. Some, hopefully, he's been able to train through uh, everything that's been going on, like, train his normal way. And I'd like to see a good performance out of him, uh, but I'm not, you know, I'm not sure I'd put my money on him or if I put my money on Ian Heinish either. So, uh, Quentin, I'll throw it to you. Okay. Though. I know you were trying to. Get no, it's out. okay. Uh, Ian Heinrich is, uh, or Heinrich, or how you pronounce it. I, I don't know. If, Heinish. Heinish. I think, Heinish. Heinish. You guys watch his last fight? Yeah, he he beat uh, Mearshark. He beat the same guy that fucking. Comes out one punch. Yeah, he looked, he yeah. looked, he looked, he looked good. And he's, uh, I think he's training up in Thailand, up in the uh, Phuket top team. I don't know how to pronounce it pro- properly, but it's like Phuket, I think. And he's up. To, fuck it. Yeah, he fuck it. Uh, 
<laughs> but anyway, that's literally how it, what it. Yeah, but he's uh he trains up there, and he's he's kind of like changed his whole not his whole style, but he's really adapted to like he's like doing like traditional like Muay Thai style, and he's 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 like kind of turned his once he turned his career around, but he's he's kind of doing a one eighty at the moment. That's why he's getting the opportunity to fight a uh, a guy like Calvin Gastelum, even though yeah, because just. Sorry, go. No, you go ahead. You go ahead. No, I was just saying, just looking at his resume, it doesn't, like, he hasn't really beat anybody that great. Like, Mirshar, it's his best win. Anytime he faces anybody that has skill, he loses. Like, he's fought, like, he's he's got three L's, and if we're just going by his UFC, he won his Dana White's Contender Series fight. He beat Cesar Ferreira by decision. He beat Antonio Carlos Jr. by decision. He lost to Derek Brunson by decision. He lost to Omari Akhmedov by decision, and then he beat Gerald Mishra. Yeah, like he's not—he's not like—he's not like, he's not like a, he doesn't have a resume really. But like I—I I feel like I, what I've seen from like I just seen from his last fight, I feel like this guy could be something like more than just like throw him on the mid card or whatever. I don't want to say he could be a champion, but I think he's—I think he might surprise people. That's all I'll say. Would anybody agree um, with the statement that he, I originally thought Calvin Castle was older, but he's actually not. He's actually younger by like three years. So yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize. I thought, I was, thought Cal, I was like, oh yeah, Eden Heinrich might be, you know, an up and coming, you know, young, obviously. No, Heinrich is like 31, he's 30, dude. He's 30, yeah, he's 32. Obviously it doesn't matter. Like you could be 35 and have less miles than the guy that's 27. But like, yeah, look at Cormier. Yeah, exactly, exactly. A lot of the guys get into it a little bit later. They do well, but it is harder to um, – you have to have the foundation there already. It's just like having less concussions at 30 is probably a good thing for fighting. Um, but definitely, if, you don't have the, if you don't have the foundation, you're not. it's way harder to learn mixed martial arts in your 30s and 40s and stuff like that. It is very difficult. Yeah, uh, Gaslam started – because he – he was like twenty. He was like twenty three when he got into like UFC, I think. But he was on the fight, Ultimate Fighter, and he was the youngest guy on there by like a mile. And he was—he didn't have even that much experience, but he like beat so many guys on that show. He nobody... beat Uriah Hall in the finale in twenty thirteen. Yeah, he was like super young, and everyone thought was like underestimating him. Like he didn't have—he was working as like a security guard or something. Like he didn't have like a resume really. He was a wrestler, but that was like that. He wasn't even Division One. He was Division Three wrestler, and he wasn't even doing like he wasn't had. He didn't have like a, rep, a reputation, but he was like I don't know. Dudes. If he if he ends up losing this fight too, then it almost be safe to say that 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 fight of the year is he fight took fucking a life out of him. <laughs> yeah, he. He's honestly, since that fight, he has been kind of... But that's the thing, though. Like, the Darren Till fight, split decision, super close fight. And then the Jack Manson fight is kind of just weird because he got heel-hooked in a minute. So, like... But everybody wants to laugh at the guy that gets heel-hooked in a minute or whatever. Or gets... And then, you know what? He goes out and he fucking flying knees fucking Frankie Edgar. And everyone's like, oh, shit! Like, that's... Yeah. That's... 
everyone wants to joke at the guy that gets submitted super early into a fight, but honestly, man, like it can happen to anybody. Like a position just I mean, happens sometimes, and you're not sweaty. You're not sweaty yet, so like it's so easy to grab on. Like, oh yeah. And also, yeah. who's expecting a heel hook in the first round? I mean, like, yeah, uh, exactly. In the first minute, that's so. I feel like that was his game plan. Like, like Aljamain's uh, game plan was like, I'm gonna surprise. Same with Hermanson. He's just like, fuck it. Or, like, not even plan it and just be like, okay, I'm going to go for a heel hook just randomly and see what happens, right? I also think and it's because like, Gaslam had that stupid little man bun on his head. Oh, my gosh. It could, it could be think... cool. <laughs> <laughs> not a fan of the man bun, are you? I'm not really either, but... Not on Gaslam, my, for my sure. Only thing, my only thing with fighters is if they have gauges. Like, you know, whenever fighters have gauges, oh, they have, like, the white things, the white stuff, like, the cotton in it and then taped over. Any that's Matthew Patola. That's Matthew, that's Matthew mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, they lose. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> they I feel lose. like it's, it's like a wound that's left open. <laughs> yeah. Like, I, don't, I remember, uh, well, yeah, because when he fought Impa, I was like, yeah, this dude, I was like, I understand his coconut bombs. He's fucking, he's pretty cool. He's dope. But, like, I was like, he's going to lose. Like, there's no way. If it's coming down to something, I'm going to blame it on the gauges. <laughs> <laughs> Damn, you should have got those gauges, man. Yeah. You should have listened to your mother. <laughs> this is what Matthew Patolo's 30. Damn, I thought he was younger than that. Man, guys get in this not young. Also, I have a random question. This is someone that I really like watching fight, and I just don't know what happened to him. Not that he hasn't fought in a while, but it's like Nico Price. That guy used to be on every fucking card. He had a draw with Cowboy, which he, he should have won. He could have won because he had a point deducted. Exactly. Oh, and then he I hasn't fought since then, but yeah, I, but that's I because he got he got a small suspension for the cowboy fight because he took it on short notice or whatever, and then they smacked him for fucking oh, weed. For Mar- they smacked him for weed literally like a month before they took, or like two months before they took it off of the fucking oh. list. So why hasn't there, so, anybody's suspensions been? Uh, because uh, they don't get no. clear. I guess they don't give a fuck. They're like, well, you're suspended. You're suspended now. It's just now marijuana's taken off the fucking. That's fucking list. stupid. Yeah, that's right. I totally forgot about that. Yeah, because he's positive for carboxy THC. Like, the fuck? That's so lame. Honestly, I love watching him fight, though, man. I. Him and Vicente Luque are two guys that I don't think get enough love. Like, what do you mean? Vicente Luque is insane. One boy broke both of his hands on his face. Yeah. That guy is literally, if we talk about coconut head or throw coconut bombs, that dude. Fucking coconut fuck. head. Fuck. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> coconut head. No, but he has, like a, he has like a fucking concrete head, man. That guy can take damage. He's tough as fucking hell. Calvin Cater level damage. Calvin Cater level damage. That was That's insane. A of, That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. The man's got a fan. I, I when when I was watching that fight, I could hear was Jim Ross being like, "God damn, that man has a family." <laughs> <laughs> like this, WWF nineteen ninety seven. That man has a family. God damn it! What the hell? Um, Max always just loving it. That guy's so nice outside the the octagon, and then he gets in there and he's a fucking undertaker. <laughs> Guys, a fucking monster. Did you listen to the Undertaker uh, on Joe Rogan? No, no I've seen a couple bi- bits, but not the whole thing. I have to. I, 
I need to. I I need to also watch the the, the Ganu or listen. I watched some of that one. So yeah, I I, I listened to some of it today, like as much as I could on my breaks and stuff at work. Uh, I listened to some of it, and it is like I got through a decent part of his story, and I'm I won't ruin it for anybody because if you haven't listened to it yet, like go and fucking listen to it. Well, when you're done listening to this, of course, but go and listen to that too. Uh, I it is fantastic. It is absolutely fantastic. I saw. I, I remember seeing one of the headlines was like because I like I followed the clips for Joe Rogan too on YouTube. Yeah, he has like he has like, he has like one. It was just like him working in like mines and shit. Yeah, like he, he worked. In, he used to work in the child. fucking sand mines. Yeah, that was at yeah. the beginning. That was pretty close to the beginning. It was him explaining he was like ten years old going to school, working, working in the morning and then going to school at night, and he fucking barely ate. But yeah, they're just talking. They're talking mm. about a, a lot of crazy stuff. And his English. If anybody's worried about his English or whatever, it is really good. Like it is. He's got an accent, obviously, but his English is really good. Like he has a wide vocabulary, and he understands what Joe's saying to him like ninety nine percent of the time. So gotten, it, he actually it said that's one of the reasons why he waited until now because he wanted his English to be good enough to. Yeah, it's gotten a lot better since I remember like his first interviews and stuff. Yeah, it's it's actually really it's really good. Okay. Uh, Damn, okay. I can't. I'm excited to finish. I'm excited to finish like uh, watching it or whatever. Uh, maybe tonight or tomorrow morning or something. I'll definitely be looking into it. That guy's an interesting dude. Oh, Speaking yeah. of interesting dudes, I've heard a rumor that fucking Mike Beltran might be uh, coming back to like ref in the UFC. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. yeah they were talking about that on. Uh, I'm actually an avid listener of Weighing In, which is like. Uh, uh, fucking <clears throat> Big John McCarthy. I don't know why that was so difficult. For me to get out. <laughs> Literally the most iconic referee. Yeah, it's it's his podcast, and he was talking. They were they were chatting up about fucking about the beard thing and how does and he wear, how... how does he wear a mask? By the way, I haven't seen like any Bellator match uh, fights or anything, so I don't know. He's in Bellator. I have no, right? I have no idea. He's yeah, Bellator. I think yeah, I think he he is. But apparently, the commissions are the ones that decide where like the people go. So like. It might not even be the UFC's like decision whether they get to use them. Apparently, that's what I. That's whatever Big John was talking about. Like the UFC really doesn't pick. Like the commission tells you, hey, these are the guys, and I think maybe you get to pick from the guys. But like, right? Unless they have enough problems with them, like fucking Mario Yamasaki. Yeah, but uh, Mario could actually like come back, get his fucking commission, like license from a commission, and just start fucking refing UFC fights again. But and then start watching people die again. Yeah, oh, but obviously, is that, is that like, what happened? Is because of his, his bad track his track record? Well, yeah, yeah dude. Safety because of safety of the fighters, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. yeah he was yeah, a, no, he was exactly. an absolute shitbag as a ref. He literally some guy getting knocked out cold, and he'd stand there and stare at him, watch his eyes roll back in his head, and watch him take seven more punches before he stops the fight. It's yeah, like, fuck. He was, he was he's got to look at the he's got to look at the camera and do that little heart thing before he can stop the fight. <laughs> oh my god. Herb Dean, Herb Dean had a like a small tenure or like small like time where he was like almost like that. He was just watching guys get pummeled. Man. I felt bad for Herb Dean because, like, he that's the thing, though. He was literally, like, one of the best fucking refs. And then he just had a couple of shitty situations of bad calls and just bad scenarios. And then it kind of just fucked with him. Like, it was first, it was the Robbie Lawler one. And then it was the weird fucking fight with fucking. I think, wasn't he in the first Kudalaba fight with fucking whatever his face was? Where he was, like, pretending to be rattled. Fucking. 
Oh, maybe, oh. maybe, but that that that's that fucking stupid Hulk guy's fault. That's oh no, hundred percent. But yeah, like the Robbie Lawler one was a big one. Like Herb Dean felt so bad, and it's just like that would definitely fuck with your head. Because at I that mean, point, you're just like roll it back two weeks ago and the Amanda Hebus fight. And I've been calling her Amanda Rebus, but after hearing everybody else call her Hebus, I'm like, okay, well, I guess it's fucking Amanda. Yeah, it's Amanda Hebus okay, or whatever. You, you got me. You got me. Yeah, I'm, fucking, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I really thought it was a fucking R. Like, I apologize. <laughs> but yeah, no, that was the same thing. Yeah, because, man, Herb Dean by far had the best feint of the night. He fucking fainted so hard on, <laughs> like, he was going to call that fight that everybody fell for it. The fighters fell for it. We fell for it. Fuck. Yeah, that's a shitty situation. I honestly think Herb Dean, um, and maybe a lot of refs do this, but I've noticed it with Herb Dean especially. If you're talking prelim, uh, if you're talking like second fight of the night, uh, two random guys, one making his debut or some shit like that, Herb Dean will fucking he'll early stop it. He won't he won't let you fucking he won't give you very many chances to you know to fuck up in there. Yeah, if you're talking about the main event. You're talking about the main event. Herb Dean is one of the main guys to give you a chance. You know what I'm saying? Like he. Oh he yeah, no, hundred percent. because he under he he understands how the feel. Yeah, yeah, he understands how the fighters feel, and they he he would rather have a late. Most fighters rather a late stoppage than an early stoppage, but he always does his job. You know what I mean? Like he isn't in there letting motherfuckers get like. No, yeah, I like Mark Goddard too. Mark Goddard's a real good ref. Mark Goddard, yeah. Herzog, Keith Peterson, Keith Keith Peterson's good. He has his moments. Yeah, Herzog. Booze and darts. Herzog kind (laughs) of has his moments sometimes. Man, Herzog's good. Herzog's been doing a lot. He's quiet. You know what? You know what's a good thing about Jason Herzog? You don't talk about him very often. You don't hear about him like very often. And that's those like, are the best refs. Yeah, that is a true. compliment. That's true. I actually saw him on Twitter. People were making jokes because of how small Herzog looks next to Volkov during the <laughs> yeah. thing. And, and they're um, like, how did you feel about being assigned to the big boys? And he tweeted out back like, it's okay. If I really needed to, me and Keith Peterson would transform into an Autobot and then we'd be able to take him down. <laughs> and I was just like, that's funny. That's funny. That's jokes. Dude, do you guys even know Volkov? Remember I told you Volkov is 6'7", and you guys were like, what? Yeah, no. I didn't think he was that tall. Yeah. 6'7", he's a tall motherfucker. Dude, have you ever watched the fight with him and Struve? It's literally... It's literally... I don't think I have. Honestly, somehow I don't think I have. I and have. He just beats Struve's ass. Yeah, but they're literally two... But they're... Pardon? Does, does he get the finish, or does it go to... Oh, yeah, he knocks him out. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I have just a literal like wastebasket at this point. I'm sorry. I like him, but fuck, he can't handle me. Human skyscraper is done. uh, Well, I mean, was he ever? You know, was he ever like projected to really be? Yeah, uh, I don't know. He came on the scene when he when he came on the scene. He was regarded because he was trained, and in Dutch, obviously he's Dutch. But there's uh, Semi Schilt, who's like a legendary kickboxing uh he did a lot of pancreas and k1 he did it all actually and he as that was his trainer and stuff and he Struve was highly regarded because he was a big guy who was really good on the ground as well he had really good um jujitsu as well as his striking obviously which is in dutch and in, in being from uh, the netherlands you're just a natural kickboxer but he was like well-rounded and stuff and he had huge hype behind him because obviously you're that big and you're that kind of like mobile. You're gonna have a lot of hype around you, but he, I felt like he was it, almost gimmicky, like to a point. Yeah, you know what I mean. It is. It is a gimmicky because like it's rest, almost pro wrestling at that point. If you're that big, 
people are gonna want yeah, to see like a guy seven who's feet really tall, tall. You know, like seven. He's feet. the great colleague. You know what I mean? Like he's like, yeah, yeah. But he he had like he that guy had a lot of potential. It just oh no doubt I knew he, he had guys who down game. He had some fucking sub finishes and stuff, which is then like think about how long his limbs are. He would be deadly on the ground, but. And then obviously, like, oh, like you said, the kickboxing sure. thing. He just uh, sometimes I feel like uh, you couldn't put it so, all together. It, and he, yeah, yeah, I think, and think about how chin. fucking think about how fucking tall he is. Okay, <laughs> just think think about oh, how many God. seven foot people you know. None, probably. <laughs> then think about how many I, seven I, foot tall people are in the they, NBA, they, right? Like, I feel like all of the really agile seven feet seven foot tall guys are in the NBA already. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. If you're not in the NBA, you're like, I don't know, working construction or you're a bouncer or you're a movie, like you're like a movie monster guy, like the guy under like all the makeup and stuff or like a horror movie. The great colleague colleague, uh, got beat up by Clint Eastwood one time in a movie. I can't remember what movie that was. That was that what movie? That's insane. That's I got to look it up and send it to you. But okay, I'll look. I'll check it out. I'm surprised I didn't even know that. I think he's like. A Speaking of people getting beat up, I'm just gonna fuck with Cody real quick. How do you? How does it feel, bud? That uh, less than a month until your boy has to go and fight for the second strap. Yeah, I don't know. Like, there's times where I. I here's the thing. There's so many. Are you getting nervous? Everyone's like, "Oh, you're an Israel fan," because like so many fucking people now. Like, I understand. He's like the new Connor. Almost. What the. He's like the new comment people. People who disrespect people, people man. Don't... So have you looked at his comment section? He has some fucking asshole fans. Yeah, they're jerks. They are jerks. Like they're they're almost, so uh, many people hit shit hate on Izzy now, and I think it's jokes. I think it's jokes. It's the way it should. It's the way I, it should be. He wants it that way. To be honest with you, he yeah. wants people to think that he can't do something. I mean, it fucking fires him up. His attitude definitely like he's one of those guys that's like either like me or you don't. I don't give a fuck. Like he's where I think Connor was like where Connor's like man, I'm gonna act like I don't give a fuck, but he really gives a fuck what his people think of him. Yeah, exactly. Okay, I quite enjoy Israel, but like there's been times where like I'm like fuck, man. Like hey, Robert Whitter, like example one. I was all on Izzy. Like I was like. He's, I was like, we're, we got this, boys. Like, going into every fight, I was always so excited. The moment it changed is when he walked out to that Robert Whitaker fight fucking dancing, and I was like, oh, my God. I was like, <laughs> I just saw I just saw a guy two weeks or three weeks ago dancing, and I was like, fuck, I hope this guy gets fucking knocked out. You know what I mean? I'm like, <laughs> I'm, like, I don't, I'm not a fan of that. And then he has his little moment or whatever, and I find out it's, like, with his buddies and shit. Like, it's a bigger meeting than just dancing. But he goes out and he performs and I'm like, fuck, thank God. Like it would have been fucking awful. <laughs> yeah. He went out there and got fucked the fuck out after doing that. It yeah, because it's so it's bad. Like, it's like New Zealand, right? It's like uh It was a war dance. It was yeah, like, it was like a lot of it was a war dance. It was like a haka. A haka, yeah. Well, mixed yeah. in with like yeah. hip hop. It was like mixed in with like hip hop dancing, like uh Okay, well though him and his buddies there, like when he first got to New Zealand, those were his like friends from growing up and they they taught him how to dance, and then obviously he contributes a lot of his success in MMA today to dancing. Yeah. And I guess just the night before, it was like two days before the event was supposed to happen. Like, if it was like Saturday, he was there, right? And it was like Thursday or Friday. Or, like, yeah, Thursday or Wednesday or something. And he had this idea of how he was going to dance out 
he was like he just came to him he, the vision came to him and then the next fight when he had the girls with the flowers or whatever that was another vision that he had he just wants to make it like an event but he that's... wants to make it like people something to remember dude i was watching sorry but i was watching pride oh, i was watching pride and i was watching the production on a pride event like they made that shit seem like wrestlemania they had these like drummers from like tra- traditional japanese like drummers they had these crazy uh graphics um and like videotrons and like fireworks and pyro and shit and i'm like that's that's what ufc should be striving for honestly you have to make shit feel like if it's a like if it's a smaller fight or whatever like fight night don't have to do much but if it's like a big event like they should be they have probably a, a good amount of money i'm I'm, I don't know if they make the same amount as WWE. Probably not, because WWE's been around forever. But I think UFC needs to step up a little more production value and kind of give us, you know, a little show. A little show? What do you want, a fucking halftime show with fucking The weekend coming no, out? Oh, fuck no. <laughs> fuck no. I just want something a little more than just the same shit every time. I'm sorry, but I it's the same. Like, I don't want, like, doesn't have to be like fireworks and shit but like change up the staging or like give us like you know an entrance ramp or something like you know just it's always the same that's what i'm all i gotta say is it's pretty fucking sad when i watched Paige van tits fight her bare knuckle debut and then i actually i actually sit there and go wow bare knuckle fighting actually has decent walkouts like who would have thought definitely not me yeah, I like those. I even like that kind of shit. Like, I feel like they even probably have better walkouts than fucking UFC, to be honest. See, so here's the here's the thing that we have to consider, though, boy. Like, we have to put we have to put this out there that at one point the UFC was just known as a gimmicky thing, and they were trying to separate themselves from pro wrestling as I understand. far as they could. But as far build, as they could, they were trying to legitimize the, themselves as a way, real sport, right? Yeah. And no, I do want it legitimized because, like, that's a problem. That's all. That's a reason why a lot of people hate Ariel is because he tries to make it. He tries to get shit way too it to be way too much like fucking you, the WWE. He tries fucking, tries to get way too many storylines and too many drama shit. Hey man, I listen to his shit and I don't hate the guy, but like, I can at least fucking see for what it is, you know. You're a fucking hater. You probably fucking love the schmo too, don't you? Don't listen. Yeah, I do. The schmo is great. The, I love the, the schmo, schmo too, would. But I, I don't. The Schmo, if, if Ariel actually were was to accept the fight that the Schmo challenged him, I have no doubt the Schmo would fucking Wait, watch. wait, Quentin, who do you got, Ariel or the Schmo? I don't really watch the Schmo, so I'll go Ariel. He's also Canadian. Oh, God. That's disrespectful. <laughs> you should check out the Schmo. You would like him. He's almost like a pro wrestling interviewer. Almost. Okay. Oh, wait. He's got, wait, like, wait, a, wait, he's got wait. like a gimmick. Yeah, he's got yeah, a no. gimmick. I've seen him before. Does he have like spiky hair? Uh, yeah, 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 like, yeah the the This is the pro, you know. Isn't like, he you Canadian know. too? He wears a. I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know about that one. Shirt? Like he wears he a wearing... lot of crazy shit. He wears like... glasses. He's fucking wild. Yes, yes, glasses. yes. Okay, I know who you're talking about. I'm thinking of actually another guy, but I know the guy you're actually talking about. Yes, the schmo. I haven't watched really much of his stuff, but I've seen him, and he's like. Yeah, he made a he made a, like a call out video of Ariel Hawani with fucking Henry Cejudo. Oh yeah, fucking cringe lord himself. Oh, yep. speaking of the king of the cringe. Speaking of cringe, do you, does anybody find Izzy to be cringe? Sometimes, 
Yeah, like when he when oh, yeah. sometimes when he, like, salty bay, like I was like, oh fuck off. Like sometimes. Oh, that was funny. After he fights, he gets really petty. Yeah. Like he because wins right, but he gets super petty. Okay, when he looked at the camera, when he looked at the camera, sorry, when he looked at the camera and he was like, I know you're mad. I know you're mad. I love that. That was that's fucking it. That's it. Exactly. Exactly. But then he starts going out. He's like, we do, because we the best. And I'm like, don't go DJ Khaled. Like, you're not yeah, fucking. Don't uh, fucking. Don't say that. I'm like, you, you, were, you went from so cool to so cringy so fast. Exactly. Just, he will do one cool thing and then do two cringy things. I'll be like, why? Like the come when he was <laughs> when he's like I'm coming on the like the fucking when he's jacking off like I thought that was hilarious, but then he goes like stay salty bay and I'm like oh shut up like that's, <laughs> that's a meme from 2016. <laughs> I was like shut up like oh you went you did so many cool things and then you just did something so stupid. It's just oh uh, you it, it makes me hard to be like a fan sometimes when he like does like. A couple of, like sick shit, and then he just fucking makes it really cringy. Ah, oh, drives yeah, me. Nuts. I loved, I loved him before he got the belt, and then ever like, it's not that I don't like him now that he has the belt. I'm still a huge fan. I still want him to succeed. I still oh. want the John Jones super fight just as much as anybody else. As but, a fighter, he's one of my favorites. Like, I love that guy. Yeah, stylistically, he's amazing. Um, he was good on the mic more when he got in. Now yeah. I feel like he used a lot of his shit. Like, well first fight i ever watched he's like i'm the new dog and i just pissed all over this cage or whatever and i was like oh shit i was like he is fucking legit because he's, he's pulling off wrestling promos dude like it's, it's yeah good. exactly exactly and he but he was and he's always looking for the next paycheck it, it was perfect but yeah now he's starting to like it's like uh maybe it's wearing off maybe it's whatever but i I'm, might be I'm going to his head a little bit yeah, yeah exactly. i'm still, still pulling for him. my only hope my only worry and hope, like, with all of this, like, when it keeps going, I'm like, okay, just remember what you said before you got the title, that you were ready for this, that you were ready for all the fucking, for all of, like, you were, you knew what this was all going to be like, because that's what he was, he's like, all these people get to the top, and then it goes to their head, and then they get fucked up, and he's like, it's not going to be like, because I'm already ready for this shit, that's what he had said, and I hope he, he's sticking to that. Yeah. He, he we'll find he out. confident, but yeah. I yeah, and least. even if he loses, even if he loses to Yon, um, I don't think that's like, you know, he, he he still goes down to eighty five, and he could continue to be the eighty five. Yeah. You know what he I mean? He just continues. Like, he just continues his reign. Like it's not do or die for him. He just doesn't have an uh, just doesn't have an undefeated record anymore. But he lost yeah, to somebody who weighs more than him. You know? Yeah, just going up a weight. I don't think losing at that going up weight. I think going up the weight alone is like not a victory, but it's a. Is he would just lose his shot at trying to fucking take goat status from Bones? Well, I mean, yeah. like, in my in my mind, because everything Izzy says, like he's almost like McGregor in his prime because he keeps saying things and then they keep fucking happening, right? And like that's what I was I was giving Mystic I was giving everybody like the fucking he kept saying he's like 2021, I'm coming for you. 2021, I'm coming for you. And here we are in 2021, and he is challenging for the light heavyweight title. Which John Jones could fucking have right now if he still wanted to have it, right? You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. Oh no, hundred uh, percent. He he's a man. He stuck to his fucking word, and he wants yeah. to have it in Raider Raider Stadium or whatever in twenty twenty one. Literally, if if he like theoretically, if he beats Blahovich, he could still be correct and do it in the summer of twenty twenty one at Raider Stadium with fans, maybe, and it would be insane. 
It would be fucking insane. I would love that, man. And maybe they do, like, maybe they do have, like, a show, you know? If they go to, like, a stadium like that, like, you know. Maybe you get your wish, and it's more of, like, almost a WrestleMania vibe. Yeah, but I don't. They they had the guys there for Izzy and Rob, right? They had the crowd there for Izzy and Rob, biggest crowd ever. But it wasn't, like, a show. Exactly. But that's, okay, like, I don't mean it in, like, I don't want to be delegitimate, uh, what do I say? Like, delegit, whatever. Like, take away from the, take away from the legit fighters or whatever, <laughs> like, the legit background of these guys who are real kick-ass. Like, I'm not saying that. I, I think just if you watch a Pride, they gave these guys, like, entrances at the beginning. Everyone got their own, like, every, all those Japanese fans made these guys out to be, like, rock stars. Like, they were treated with so much respect, and they got, like, their own little entrances with their, like, with like at the beginning and then their entrance when they came out for the fight, they had like these introductions at the beginning and it was just, it's different. It's such a, there's so much difference between how they presented a fight or like a tournament or whatever compared to how it's kind of done now, which I just, I feel like has taken a step back almost, but I don't know. Maybe I'm just being picky. Maybe I was just a wrestling fan of me. Yeah, no, I mean, I'm sure it, kind of leans you towards that yeah because like i don't know like um, it would be cool if they did a little bit more but like i i really don't I know you, care you that much you know? and stuff which i get i'm just like just want to see some good ass i'm just a guy who just loves the theatrics i'm a theatrical i love the build-up too though i love the build-up i watch the hype promos like when he's gonna fight yeah, exactly, i watch like right? a lot of shit you watch a lot of it what I'm saying is like the way they build up fights now, it's almost like the wrestling. cold open is the cold opens almost. Yeah, exactly. Right. I miss the old gladiator. I don't know if you guys remember that, but they used to have these old like gladiator openings for UFC, like visuals. Uh, if you go, I don't remember that. If that you go on YouTube, you look up Zufa, like openings or whatever. I don't know. Like UFC openings, they would have like gladiator footage. I don't know. It was uh, and the old music used to play. I don't know if they still do. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, I don't know if you guys remember that. <laughs> I'm, I'm probably speaking of yeah. <laughs> no, man. Honestly, dude, like I'd only watched a handful of events before we started watching oh, together in like 2015. Okay, okay. So it's like five. Years now. <laughs> I'd only watch like a few GSP fights and like okay. you know like just I, the man, big I used to watch like 2006 2007 like Rich Franklin versus Anderson Silva was like the first big fight I watched I believe uh, Randy Couture versus Gabriel Gonzaga like just old like not that old but like pretty pretty old UFC shit George St. Pierre versus Josh Koscheck but your family, your family, especially your, uh, your, especially your uncle, you guys are a lot more involved yeah. in combat sports Dude, than I re- maybe, like the normal family. Like not the entire family. Him but, like, was the one. He came to my house because he was like a truck driver, and he came down from Hamilton to Harrow because that's where he had a he had to pick up something, and he was picking steel or whatever. And he came to my house. He slept there. He was watching Fight Night, and the Fight Night he was watching was Anderson Silva versus Chris Lieben. And so I got to see Anderson Silva come to the UFC like his his debut fight, which was in. Huh, that uh, was like the first the, fight you'd ever really of, seen. Because I I've seen like snippets on YouTube or whatever, but I got to see like Anderson Silva's like debut. 
which was insane. <laughs> hey, yeah. <laughs> our our uh, shit just kicked out there. I'm not sure where it cut off on uh, on our podcast. We can probably we 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 can probably cut that episode at like forty. Yeah, we're we're. We're gonna wrap it up now. Whenever Wes gets back in here, hopefully he joins soon, and then we can say. Peace I down. was just, I was literally just rambling at by the end. Like I was just. Hey man, it's I'm good cool. shit though. Like you, you, you it's, it's in, it's good, it's good content. Like uh, I'm sure everybody, yeah, everybody listening isn't like, fuck this guy talking about you know the old U.S. <laughs> or whatever. It, like it's not no one, no one's hating on it. Well, maybe they are, but they aren't fucking telling me about it. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> I would just. Uh, it just went on for too long. I was like, man, the Leafs game and shit. Like I was. That's what I was about to say. Uh, we had planned. Yeah, bro, honestly, I didn't even care. I was. Just, I'm just hungry as fuck, so I'm just sitting here waiting for you guys to be like, all right, and I'm like, cool. I was waiting for someone to do it, but then I just kept talking. I was like, fuck, I keep talking. Okay, thank you everyone for listening. I'm just gonna fucking put everyone out of their fucking misery right now. Thank you for listening, <laughs> Wes. You can go get your fucking muck, you fat bastard, Quinton. Fuck you. Enjoy the Leafs game. I guess, Wes, you could enjoy the Leafs game, too. Yes, sir. If you're a Toronto Maple Leafs fan, uh, fucking cheers. If you're a Montreal Canadiens fan, Go fuck, fuck you. So. Yeah, that's... I hey. mean... <laughs> nah. No. I don't hate Listen, them. listen, listen. I do hate them. Look, if you're a Montreal Canadiens, I hate you. If you're, I, if you know. you're listening, If you're listening to this, thank you for listening. Um, kindly go fuck yourself. <laughs> Um, we appreciate you, but also fuck you. Yeah, um, that's mutual, mutually, so well. mutual, mutual respect. Yeah, exactly. You're probably saying fuck you to us too, so <laughs> just mutual fuck yous. They probably fucking listen to five minutes of this and turn it off. Yeah. Oh, George Saint Pierre. <laughs> <laughs> they, they ain't real Canadian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Fuck. Okay. Peace out, boys. Peace out. Okay. See you later.